Hello, welcome to the TU Sports Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by our TU beat writer, John Trenchina. And uh, John, it's been a couple of weeks since you and I have talked. You've had a couple of really good uh, player guests on the podcast. You had Bryson Powers two weeks ago, Owen Ostrowski last week. Uh, both really good listens. If you if you missed it, uh, it's in our podcast. Go check it out. Uh, getting a college football player one on one is not easy these days. So we certainly appreciate TU's assistance, and we appreciate Bryson and Owen for taking some time to talk with you. Uh, yeah. So uh, little little promo there, but also that leaves you and I, John, with a, a good bit to talk about. Um, John, give me a sense of the general vibe around the program now. They're coming off the off week, uh, winnable game tomorrow night. They've lost three straight. Just kind of what's tell us what's going on with you. I think uh, the biggest thing is that they, there's a lot of more optimism than maybe some of the fan base would would expect or or has themselves. <laughs> but okay. I think that the uh, I think the bye week really helped a lot. Like probably more mentally than physically, but they feel, they, they seem like they're more refreshed and like raring to go than maybe they were two weeks ago. Um, I, I, you know, I guess you, you really can't underestimate the benefit of getting a little extra rest, not having the body beaten up last weekend during the game and just kind of having that uh, negative taste in your mouth from that Navy game kind of recede into the background a little bit further. Um, uh, yeah, so it looks like they're they're all raring to go, and and this is a team that's a little re-energized and refreshed, which frankly is a good thing because they're gonna they're gonna need to use that. Well, and that kind of leads me to my next question. Although you partially answered it there, uh, what what type of team do you expect to see tomorrow night? And then, and to be clear, we're taping this on a Thursday. It is tomorrow night. They play Friday night, six thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of team do you expect to see? Yeah, I expect to see a team that's, uh, you know, energized and ready to go and a little healthier. I mean, there were a number of guys beaten up that were playing and a number of guys maybe who I'm not – I have no confirmation on this, but maybe we'll get this, a player or two back who was injured. Um, but at the very least, you know, and maybe I'm already leading into your next question, but I feel like Davis Brin is going to be uh, able to – to play and to be a little more mobile because he's had a little extra time. But overall, mentally, I think I think it was probably even more mentally than anything else that the team really needed this kind of break. And, you know, sometimes I know people say they don't want to go into a break on a, on a down note because then it sits with you all this time. But on the other hand, I feel like, you know, it was good to just let it recede into the background and kind of none of the players really even went, you know, we had the uh, – press conference on Tuesday, the players were like, that's, that Navy game is long in the rear view mirror. You know, they're, they're way past it now. Is part of the optimism you referenced, John, maybe due to the fact that TU is no stranger to rallying in the second half of the season? Mm-hmm. They, they, and, and Gary, and, and our, our colleague, Gary Neeme kind of alluded to that in a column earlier this week. Um, they're, they're no stranger to this, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, and players even noted it, like they, uh, last year, they had were kind of in a similar situation, kind of, kind of down, they were at, what was it, they were three and six, actually, at, you know, a little later, a couple of weeks later than this, last year, and they rallied to win their last four games, so, uh, 
they, you know, and the, interestingly, before that, they were three and five, and they had they played that big game against Cincinnati, who was ranked number two in the in the nation yep. at the time, and they nearly beat them. And perhaps that just kind of spurred them on again for the following games, and they went on and won the last four after that. So, yeah, I mean, I think, and knowing that they were able to do that last year and kind of rebound and do that, even without some of their key players, because there were guys like uh, John Michael Terry, Kendaren Ray, Keelan Stokes, they were all out for that stretch. So they didn't even have three of their best players. So I think that knowing that they can do that is going to go, you know, goes a long way mentally and, you know, in the confidence that they have. So back to Davis Brin for a second. Uh, is he 100%, John? He's not He's not 100%. He wouldn't say he was. He wouldn't say what percentage he was, but he said, you know, the consensus is he's significantly better than he was. He's not 100%, um, but he's a lot better. So to me, that at least means that you're going to get a guy who won't just be standing immobile in the in the pocket, he'll have at least an opportunity to, to move around a little bit. And that will go a long way to maybe reducing a couple of those sacks he took or some of the hits as he's throwing the ball. Because those last two games where uh, he was kind of hobbled and he uh, a lot of sacks were given up. Now, yeah. you could say that's on the offensive line, but you could also maybe attribute a couple of those to him just not being able to move around quick enough. And then in addition to all those sacks, he got hit a lot when he was throwing the ball. A couple interceptions came off of th throws that got altered as he was hit. Uh, there was even, a, I think, a lost fumble in a situation like that and a few other incompletions that got altered as he was hit. So hopefully with a little bit better prote uh, protection, offensive line guys who are maybe a little healthier, and him being able to move around a little bit, that can at least mitigate those issues in this game. If you were going to project a score for Friday night, what what kind of game are you seeing? Well, let's see. I think I'm going to we're going to see a, a TU team that is going to be close to the offensive team that we've seen. Um, I feel like. What some of those scenarios I just laid out with uh, Bryn being a little more mobile, the offensive line being a little healthier, that's going to help that aspect of it. I think we're going to see, uh, I mean, and truthfully, Temple isn't really that good. They haven't been that good. They're two and four, just like uh, TU is, but they've their last game was a 70 to 13 loss to UCF, which wow. UCF is pretty good, but they, they're not that good. So I mean, yes, but, you know, perhaps they their fans could be looking like, well, TU just lost 53 to 21 to Navy. So who knows? But I feel like overall, that's what we're getting. We're getting this is going to be a team. And the fact that this is the break first game after a break where they're refreshed and they're uh, they're coming off a tough loss. I feel like TU is going to be ready to go. So if you're looking for a score, I'm going to go with like a. 38 to 21 win for, for Tulsa. Okay. Uh, so Philip Montgomery has the weekly press conference with the mm -hmm. media, obviously. Uh, any nuggets come out of this week that you want to share? Yeah, there's a couple. The first biggest thing is actually, which uh, is going to be a key undercurrent to this game this week, and it's part is a main topic of my game preview story that will be in tomorrow's paper, is Keelan Stokes 
uh, is basically on the verge of breaking the all-time Tulsa record for receiving yards. So that was a big topic of discussion at the pre uh, press conference. It's a pretty amazing accomplishment, uh, a record that has stood for since 1965, Howard Twilley, uh, the big receiver in the Jerry Rome era. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a it's a pretty big deal, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of nice things said about Keelan and and his abilities to you know to be at this point to be able to break this record. I mean, it's it's 28 yards away. He's it's pretty much guaranteed that he's going to break it. On uh, on Friday night, so that was a that was one big thing. <clears throat> um, interestingly, the the biggest note, uh, perhaps slightly aside of football, that came up in the press conference was as uh, Coach Montgomery was going through some of the types of treatment that Davis Brin has been undergoing for his ankle injury. He was rattling off different uh, things he would be doing, and in the process said something about a laser machine. And a couple of us are like, um, "He's undergoing treatment on a laser machine. What in the world is that?" <laughs> so we, after several other questions went by, I finally spoke up, and I'm like, "All right, what, what is a laser machine?" <laughs> Back to this laser. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how could you guys go on and ask questions about the running game or the defense when he said something about a laser machine? So anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, apparently it's it's some fancy new medical thing that, you know, adds heat to the affected body part and helps facilitate healing and all kinds of things. And I was just like, man, I I need to upgrade my healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could use a laser machine. Uh, so yeah, that was that was probably the biggest takeaway for me. <laughs> Did he say what which player was utilizing this treatment? Uh, he threw it out there as a general thing without necessarily specifically saying it was Davis Brin. It was in the context of what Brin is going through, but he, you know, he wasn't specif specifically saying Brin did that. And when Davis got up there, he didn't confirm or deny the, the laser machine uh, theory. But <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, that was interesting. Well, uh, so Gary Neeman wrote this earlier this week uh, in the same column I referenced earlier, kind of talking about the kind of the bowl outlook for TU. Um, again, like you mentioned earlier, they rallied last year. They got into a bowl. They won a bowl, you know, in and on a good note. Um, does this team make a bowl game? Yes or no? Yes or no, then, then explain. Yeah, I, I'm going to be optimistic and say they do, but it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, the only way to do that is to end up Obviously, you got to hit six wins. That means four more, and they have six games. That's going to be a tough task. But I feel like right now the Navy game is the outlier. You know, mm -hmm. they had two games before that, so they've lost three in a row. But the two games before that were really close battles with really good teams. So I feel, you know, that Navy game to me was just, you know, they just couldn't handle the run option offense that Navy had. And that, kind of threw everything else out the window. So I feel like if they get back to playing a team that has a normal offense or some somewhat conventional offense, they're going to be able to stop it pretty decently, at least to the point where our offense, the Tulsa offense, can 
can overcome the points that it puts up. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like they can do it. I mean, some of the games on, left on the schedule, they, they have teams that are, you know, there's Tulane, which you never necessarily thought was going to be that good, but uh, is now ranked and is mm -hmm. having a good season. So they're on the, they're on the horizon. You have SMU and Memphis that are games that are, are teams that have been sort of up and down over the year and you don't know which one you're going to get each game. So those are also winnable games, depending on how the, how things fall. They end the season uh, with a game against South Florida, who has historically been not very good. So that's uh, certainly a winnable game. And then the last game of the season is Houston, which people thought were going to be a lot better than they were. And now they're, you know, they're sort of up and down as well. So there's a lot of possible areas for victories there's also obviously you know some of those games teams that have been inconsistent <clears throat> they could go the other way too but I feel like I'm going to be optimistic and feel like that this team that that Navy game was the outlier and they're going to play if they play as well as they did against Mississippi and Cincinnati there's four wins in there all right Okay, you can download us for free on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Uh, we appreciate you checking us out. John, appreciate the knowledge as always, and we'll catch up next week. All right, sounds good.